0: Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 50. Woo, 50. Security. Wah! If you've never seen the Chris Rock film, Head of State, it is probably the funniest political movie I've ever watched in my entire life. I mean, long shot's kind of up there, but, you know, Head of State, still fantastic. And anytime they say security, they go, Security. Why? They do a much better night, but it is uh, it's kind of funny that by it's the 50th episode of this podcast, and we get into a subject that I think I probably feel like I'm a subject matter expert on, versus all the learning I've done over the last 50 episodes. And I was saying, kind of thinking, oh, number 50, I should talk about all the other 50 episodes. I'm like, nah. Let's talk about something new, something interesting, um, but also something really, really useful and probably pretty helpful anymore. Um, but, you know, I have been a fan of security since I was eight years old. And I read a book uh, because at the time you go to the library and they would you know, they would have like a set of books there. And they would say, oh, this is the these are good books to read. Right. And they'd always have like, you know, spy novels or mysteries and things like that. And there was a book about Enigma and Alan Turing. And if you're not familiar with who Alan Turing is, I could do an entire podcast about Alan. He is a hero of mine. He he did things for humanity that we will probably, I mean, it's, there are a few people who did things like that in the technology area and people will be like, Oh, well, you know, Bill Gates, Paul Allen and stuff. And Linus Torvald and all sorts of fun names, but you know, he kind of built the first computer and got us on that space of going down computer. And then also had to make some really tough decisions with the data, which isn't really done that much anymore. So I guess, uh, you know, in the nineteen forties, we worried about it more. Um, but you know, Alan is a uh, was very was very much persecuted for his lifestyle, for his personality. People felt he was offish. Uh, you know, he, really smart people have difficulty probably doing something like communicating. And it's kind of a, it was very sad to see the to see it and and read it, or sorry to read it. But it was even sadder when Benedict Cumberbatch, who did an amazing job of playing Alan in the imitation game, did a great job. And we explained Enigma and he explained it so well. And he gave the the, the view of that. He was so singularly focused on stopping this war and doing the one thing that he could do to stop it. So Enigma really got me on that security kick and Enigma was uh, this this code breaker. So you was you would get a phrase, you'd put it in, and you could write encrypted code effectively so people couldn't use it. So the, the uh, allies had to break it over the access and World War II, da 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 Okay. So that's kind of how I got on my security journey a long, long time ago. But security is really a two-way street uh, between being paranoid and being naive. So if you're too paranoid or you're too naive, then security kind of gets out of whack. But, you know, in between there is a safe space. And especially with gaming and online gaming or anything on the Internet or even board gaming and like, you know, a public place or even, you know, you could board game in a public place. A person's like, hey, we're going to go and play at my house. And then you pull up and there's only one car there. And you're like, "Uh, that's weird. I'm not going in. Drive away. Please do that. Because you never know this. <laughs> People who weird now. Everybody could have been getting out of the car right in front of you, totally different. But if nobody's getting out of the car, lights are off. It's kind of weird. Eh, probably drive away. You know, I've seen that in Scooby Doo once or twice. But if we're looking at that in life in general, right? Just like that example I gave you. When I say paranoid, there are people who are like, "Oh, I'm never joining in a, a, a public game forum, or I'm never going to, you know, I'm not going to, sh- you know, join an online game because I'm afraid of what people will do." Um, Online games are great doing things online in, in you're really reacting, I should say, negatively. So if someone comes up to you and says, hi, can I trade you for something in a game? And you're like, no, because you're like, I don't want to talk to anybody in the game. I just want to play the game. Well, part of some of the games that are out there contain a social aspect here. And I want to talk about a little bit about that. But I want to also give you the feeling that it's OK to play online games. Most people probably already know this but also have the ability to have uh, social interactions and knowing where their spaces that it may go, or, or, you know, and I'm going to tell you right now, I came from a place that was very trusting people kept their doors or their cars and their houses unlocked at night. Nowadays, nobody ever does that. So the other side of it is, you know, when you're, when you're doing this, if you're doing these things online, if you're doing them in person, It may be something that's causing you some stress and anxiety. So think of it that way. Now, being naive is when someone says, hey, uh, you're like trying to do a quest. And they're like, hey, give me your password. I'll log in and do it. Now, I'm hoping no one ever does that. Or no one ever says, hey, give me your credit card and I can give you some free codes uh, or something like that. Um, You know, or hey, can I have your home address and I'll ship you a, a new disk that could work. But, you know, also not protecting your assets in the game. So like maybe when someone says, hey, can I have some of this stuff or uh, there? I have an example in a second that's kind of funny that happened to me. I've had a lot of things weird happen to me in games, but I've also, you know, it's not been totally weird, but it's been out there. But, you know, protecting your position or maybe even your real name or what even what state you live in. Because what somebody can do is they'll take that and they can build on it. And, And not always, but somebody may say, wow, you know, you're playing at 11 p.m. at night. You must be on the West Coast. Yeah, you can tell someone you're on the West Coast of the United States. It's kind of a big space, right? It's like 10 states or more, maybe. Or you can just say, oh, yeah, I'm somewhere over there. They may even say, oh, you know, I'm in Hawaii build it in. So I'm going to talk a little bit into that, where they get into some of these uh, situations. But I have a great example to start out with is, so I played a game called EVE Online, EVE Online. It's kind of cool. It's a space game. It's just really interesting. If you want to read about an interesting game, read about that game. But this is where you can interact with other people. It's a MMORPG, massively, I us to say, massive multiplayer online RPG. And this guy, I was sitting there mining, and I was looking for a group because you join groups or guilds. And this one person said, oh, sure, you have to send us 50,000 of this resource to join. Oh, okay. I felt that was fair. I mean, you sometimes you have to pay to join an organization outside. But I did not realize that I was going to give him 50,000 of resource and he was never going to talk to me again. And I never got invited and. You know, it took me a while to get over that. A long while in fact. I haven't played Eve online ever again cuz I was so annoyed that there wasn't kind of a control built in. But part of that game is that you have space pirates and that you may have people who do these things and that's a part of the gameplay. Yeah, that was kind of a jerky thing for that guy to do, but it happens, right? We go through that. Okay. So that was really a trust issue for me and not more of a security issue. I did trust someone that I didn't know. Everyone right now is probably going, oh, man, totally. Hopefully you've said you've done that. Or maybe you're going, wow, you're stupid. Yeah, I kind of was. And, you know, I probably wasted 10 hours getting that 50,000 resources, but I learned a really important lesson in it. So I think what I learned was much worth all of that. So I want to step into some of the threats. And and there are three really, really, I would say maybe four, but three really big ones from more of a social aspect. And the first one is cyberbullying or trolls or griefers. I mean, there's so many different names for these kind of folks. I like the word trolls because I think of what a troll looks like. And when someone does this kind of stuff, then maybe they look like a troll or not. Maybe they're a really good looking person. Hopefully not someone like Brad Pitt or George Clooney or Javier Bardem trying to think like I'm trying to think of dudes that would do that because, you know, Meryl Streep would never do that. Or, you know, Kate Winslet, she she, I don't think you see her as ever being a troll. No, they're 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 just way too nice. I'm thinking none of those people probably are. But you have those folks out there who purposely harass or provoke or just want to screw around and just be jerks. I have a lot of other words for it, but I'm trying to keep the podcast clean, so hooray. Um, And they do things like, you know, picking on one player, and if you're playing a game that's in PvP, you may be getting shot by the same person, or you may be having somebody attack you in a game, or standing over, like you have to run back to your body, and as soon as you get there, they, boom, get you again. You know, totally just, that's a jerky thing to do. They could do other things, like they may, you know, pull a whole bunch of people or like a bunch of monsters all over and then uh feign death or they may disappear because they have a power to do that and then you're standing there or they made a shield and you're like you're standing there and then whap all the monsters get you or they may be doing you know weird things like you know getting in front of a space every one of those kind of things has happened to me in some way shape or form in a game and it was horrible and i didn't enjoy it and you know there's just a lot of ways to deal with it Right. So if you have someone who's like just literally picking on you, and who knows, you may have a name, and I'm going to use like uh, oh, your name may be Texas Aggie. Well, someone who is a fan of, let's say, Oklahoma, may be like, Oh, I don't like you, Texas Aggie, so I'm gonna mess with you. Part of that is they're picking on the name, they're not picking on you personally. So think of it this way they're th- few ways to deal with this. You can give them heck. You can defend the Texas Aggies all you want, all day long. You know, that's probably exactly what they want. They want you to get mad, and they want to go back and forth and bicker with you. My favorite thing to do is ignore people when they do these kind of things. They're like, oh, so I kind of just step away and maybe go make a tea, make a coffee, get some jelly beans. Uh, Jelly beans, my secret favorite gaming treat when I'm playing games, jelly beans. I have to actually purposely keep them out of the house uh, because they'll start game binges of me. And I doubt that, that'll be all I eat in a day. And it's horrible for me. Um, but that would be a cool podcast snacks. So, but you know, I, I go do something, empty the dishwasher, make a phone call to a friend, do something, get away from them. Just give. do not give them the, the ammunition they want. Give them the fuel that they need. Now, the, other, one, the thing you, other thing you can do in most games is you can report this person. And most games with an online presence have the ability to report harassing behavior and they have policies around this. And gaming has really identified this. And the community outside has also really identified this and said, hey, we're going to put together some tools to do this. And they may get a ban from chatting or something like that. The final thing is you may be able to block communication with that person. Uh, check the help manual or slash H-E-L-P help can help, you know, but I, I want to talk about trolls, you know, creepers, not creepers, griefers, <laughs> cyberbullies. The griefer, when I went out and found that word, and I'm like, what? that's weird. Trolls is always like where I've been. Um, but, I, you know, some of these people may just have had a bad day. Or they may just had somebody do the same exact thing to them. So now they're doing it to you. But most of the time you'll find some of these people are just this is what they do. And by giving a little space, it's going to save you a lot of I don't want to say call it heartache because it's going to call you a lot of annoyance, you know, spend 10 minutes away, you know, go go give the dog a bath, something like that. All right. So I want to talk about privacy as well, because privacy is a big deal. And I'm not talking about like, we you know, we're going to close the blinds. I'm going to play games for 20 hours and people are going to think I'm dead in my house. No, I'm talking about being safe online. And this is more of an in general with some game pieces in, but it's really, really important with any electronic device to think like, maybe I don't want to give any of that information to people. And I want to talk about different types of information, starting with your name. If you let people know what your name is, again, that troll may use your name. Someone else may figure out your name. And then start figuring out other things about you. And, and, or people can just sit there and make fun of your name. Um, I've had that done a lot in my life too. So that's interesting. But the neat thing about games is you can create a fake persona. And I'm not telling you to create an alias that you go to the grocery store with or something like that. But let's say if you're playing a game and it's a fantasy game, you could be a warrior, or a wizard. And let's say there's a game where you're playing in a, in a space suggestion sci-fi level you can be a captain of a starship you could pick a name of anything you know creating a name and a persona is not that hard and in fact some games they'll say hey we want you to create a name and a persona um, my favorite i just came up with is starina and that was because i was watching the bird cage while i was working on uh, editing the script today and i love the bird cage and it was uh nathan lane's character is who he plays in there and i'm thinking Starina. that's a pretty cool sci-fi name i'm gonna remember that one i'm gonna save it and you know is that movie alone is gold because you've got robin williams the man's a genius and it just kind of makes me laugh and i mean gene hackman diane we said great movie anyhow so just think of a persona if you're gonna play a game in space and you're a trekkie make it so right uh that was hopefully for all my Trekkies out there. Anywho, the other side is watch your kids. Your kids share way, way, way too much. In fact, my kids once told a clerk at the store that they bet on horses, which they were betting on horses between themselves for M&Ms at our house on the on Derby Day for the Kentucky Derby. And I looked like the lunatic who took my kids to the track and had them betting. So you see that person looked at me and thought I was crazy and didn't want to check my Powerball ticket. Now, that's really odd, but the privacy is my kids. If I had walked up, you would have checked my power like, button. Oh, you're a $2 winner. Yay. No, my kids had to get involved, and I had to like have a whole lecture from the guy. Um, games are meant for fun, they're not to be babysitters. So make sure you're watching what your kids play. Take a look at it. Really get an idea that your kid is playing a game one that they should be playing, and two, that they're not playing in a giant group of adults. All right. Now, also remember, um, That people, there are people out there in games who are trying to get your information and will use, you know, really friendly tactics. Again, like that Texas Aggie. Hey, I'm a Texas Aggie too. Where are you from? Or, hey, I'm a Texas Aggie too. Do you still live in Texas? Like they'll be opening up things and you can say, yes, I still live in Texas. Where do you live? I don't really want to share that. Easy, see, simple. Just shut them down. They're not going to start doing that. They may keep asking questions. But you know, I've had people have asked me, oh, where do I live? Where do I work? If I go to school, if I go to church, you know, that they're, they're trying to be, you know, there are people who want to be your friend who don't care anything about where you live or what you do or where you go to school or church. They care about how you play the game or how you play the game with them. If you're playing in like a group setting. Okay. So just remember that. All right. Here's another term that I actually learned this one a while back. Catfishing. And that is where someone fakes their online presence to begin a deceptive relationship with you. And it is deceptive. And it actually happened to me. The situation was I was just divorced. I was playing a game online. The person started out inviting me to be, you know, hey, play this game with me. Oh, cool. You know, and and at the time I had used a name that probably was easy to just say, hey, uh, oh, that's a cool name, right? And stuff like that. And it started out, Actually, I can't remember exactly the story. But we started playing and then, you know, they friended me and we played, you know, we quested and did things like that. And then they invited me to an online Bible, you know, study, which was interesting. It made me feel like I was a priority and they chatted a lot online a lot. And oddly enough, they didn't want to talk on the phone. And when they would talk about where they and then we started sharing where we live, right? And when they would talk about where they lived, they said they lived in Florida. They had no idea of the landmarks around them and eventually turned out to be someone who lived in Wisconsin, nowhere near the age of the person when we were talking, because we had actually talked about age and, you know, everything about it was a lie. And there are a lot of people who will do that. Now, I'm not saying if you're playing a game and there's a fantasy world, like I said, you may have some of those kind of things that happen. Or someone may say, hey, I'm from here. And then you find out, well, no, I'm actually from London. And you're like, oh, is that a part of your persona in the game that you're from Texas? Mm-hmm. Kind of weird, unless you're playing like a game that's from Texas, like Red Dead Redemption or something like that. Making friends and relationships are difficult and game. in games. I get when you join an alliance or guild, that may be a place to find people who want to quest together. And that's all they want to do. Be careful about that last on this if you don't feel safe if you get an odd feeling or you're just sure something's weird you're getting that feeling take a break again go wash the dishes play another game play another game you own for a little bit all right probably the worst one of these topics i apologize are creepers or predators now i i couldn't even find another better word But this is where someone who wants to meet online, and then they want to meet you offline, or they want to meet you in a chat room, or something like that. And people can create accounts specifically to befriend you your kids online. And you know, they may try to again, like I said, meet offline or meet in a chat room, that's kind of weird. Um, When I talk about monitoring your kids games, I'm going to talk about this a lot more because if someone is doing that with you, you know, to not do that, like, Oh, come over. I want to see what you look like in this chat room. Wait, we're playing this game. Why should I stop that and go chat? Right. But you know, some, some games for kids have social aspects that can be turned on or off and have chat logs. So you could read back through what your kids are looking at. So don't be totally freaked out by that one. It was freaked out for me. But, you know, I'm not an expert on this. There are people training and knowledge outside there. Go take a look and say, safely online gaming for kids, if that's where you're going, because I'm not going to own that one. Um, and then do your research, read about reviews, because there may be somebody that said, I joined this game and there are a lot of weird people talking to me. Now, It's out there. You can go do that type of stuff. And, you know, if if you have a weird feeling about something, just step away. Very simple. Step away. Super easy to do. It's you're aware of how to do it. I'm aware of how to do it. Easy peasy. All right. I did talk about in-game purchases in episode 47. But in-game purchases is a really big deal in games. I mean, to make sure that you're out there and not kind of, um, you know, making too many purchases in a game because, you know, that that affects your security. You never know. You could buy a bunch of stuff, but be and I'm going to talk about be aware of where you're buying stuff. Okay. So from that, I want to talk about things that actually happen in the game or more on the technical side, because we're very social early on. But in the last podcast, I talked about people with cracked games. I'm air quoting again with my crack games, not crack games, cracked, where people will put a you know frame around a game and you pay nothing to get a game. But it could be full of malware viruses. Just be aware of that. Be very aware. If you're paying nothing for a game, you're either watching a lot of ads or somebody wants to install malware. Okay. Potentially. Or there's just somebody who wants to give you a free game and they're a friend of yours and don't turn to them and go, you're trying to get me malware. That wouldn't be cool. Unless they are, then that they'll have that face, you know, that when we're like, Oh no, get it. All right. Passwords. Is it really hard to guess passwords anymore? I kind of think it's not, and especially since Google has been telling me and Microsoft has been telling me that, oh, I put a password in and they're like, oh, that's a compromised password. And I was like, oh, well, that's my easy password I use. Now I have to go change my easy password versus like my bank password, which is a nightmare. And I have two-factor authentication and all those kind of things. But if your gaming password is actually the word password, that's really bad. Because or if it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or maybe it's your email name without the like dot com on it, or maybe it is your email name. You might be in trouble in those situations. And you could be in trouble because if you have a bad password, somebody can not only just break into your game account, but they could do in-app purchases. They could take all your stuff um, that you may have worked for, or they could lock you out of your game and change that. So one of the easiest ways to help protect yourself is by making sure your passwords are different across different platforms or using a password storage tool for those to where you can look up your password and you can copy and paste it in. It sits on your machine. It's separate from all that. And sometimes it's very unique. It'll auto generate, which is awesome. Um, but you'll need to have that app maybe on your phone. You'll want it on your computer, maybe on your tablet. If you have a tablet, et cetera, but you know, really kind of, if you want to change your passwords every month, that's crazy too. Um, I've heard the philosophy of changing your passwords every 30, 60, 90, and I've also heard the philosophy of not changing your password ever until someone tells you to change your password. A lot of security, uh, dogma in there. But using the long passphrase for your password, using the password storage tool. And notice I'm saying that because I don't want to talk about just one of them. There are three or four that I actually really like. But use something with your password. Make it unique. Um, Maybe create an email just for gaming. I did that uh, when I played World of Warcraft. I had a World of Warcraft email that I only used for World of Warcraft. I didn't use it for anything else. And there are now times in your emails where you can create aliases. So you may have your main account and you have three or four aliases that you use. You could do something like that as well. All right. I want to talk about phishing and not the kind where you catch fish, but the kind where you are the fish and people are trying to catch you. So great example of phishing that I like to use is that maybe I was playing Halo on my Xbox and I get an email saying, from my, and it says it's from Microsoft saying that I'm playing a game and that I need to go reset my password immediately. And here's a link. But in that link, there is nothing in that link about Microsoft.com. And if I hover over the email address in my email client, that could be Outlook, it could be Google, it could be um, the Outlook.com, it could be anything on your iPhone, you can touch it. And you notice that the email is also not from Microsoft.com, then someone is trying to get you to go to another site and maybe sign in. And here's the crazy thing. So you sign in, right? And then it goes, oh, everything's fine. Well, they just now have your email and your password. So they may, as soon as they get it, somebody, and they could be anywhere in the world, will now try to log into your Halo account and maybe lock you out. And then they'll send you a message potentially, hey, for two hundred dollars, I'll give you your account back. Wow, Crazy. Um, So really watch where you're clicking on it. The other thing is you'll see things like game guides like, oh, you can get one hundred and one tips for this game. If you give us your email, they are trying to get your email so they can send you phishing emails and it's phishing P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. And probably a lot of folks who are listening to this podcast have heard about that. I've seen it in ARP. it's a huge um, message across almost every web, you know, base company or web email system, and it's out there a lot. And people talk about that's how this big company got hacked or that big company. So almost done. The last one is actually probably the most, um, I don't know, simplistic one of all of those items. It does not require you to think too much, but when you're using your microphone, or when you're using a camera um, for a microphone, you you may accidentally just leave your mic on or your camera on or maybe uh, your screen capture and someone can see or hear exactly what you're doing. Now, I have heard some hilarious conversations where uh, younger people that I were playing games with and maybe they were home from college and their mom was yelling at them about doing the laundry. That was a really good one. Another one is the pizza man showed up. It was the wrong pizza. And then the pizza man got really angry and I heard the argument behind that. I've also heard, uh, you know, kissy calls, Ooh, I love you. I love you too. Um, because people did not use a feature when you're using an online microphone system of what it's called push to talk. The other option is just turn your microphone off. I have one plugged in and I'm talking to you right now. I immediately unplug it when I'm done just so I don't accidentally record anything Um, because usually I stub my toe and I'm making sure I don't do it today on something that's around my desk. But you can use push to talk, push to talk, not push, but I guess you'd push to talk it. Um, But you can turn your microphone on, off. Very simple. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your tablet. You can do it on your computer. It is great. And sometimes you can set up a key. So maybe if you're using um, your keyboard to play a game, you set up the I think my favorite was the shift key or the left shift, shift, shift. I did say shift every single time of that we've been watching bloopers on TV. It's hilarious. But the left shift key to push the talk. super easy. All right. The last one And this is probably the best one ever is putting a camera shield. And I call them camera shields because they're those little things you can slide back and forth on your laptop. You probably have one at work, probably been given one at work. So people, you know, you can turn that off so nobody can see you. I keep it closed all the time just because I watched that Edward Snowden movie and it made me very paranoid. Remember, we talked ahead of time Um, recently. I've not been doing that as much. I'm kidding. It's one of those things that I'm very diligent about because i'm like who knows what i'm doing i could be picking my nose or something <laughs> or you know fingering my ear but get one of those you can buy you get them at tons of game shows all over the place or get a bandana and throw it over the camera come on i mean it's simple but you don't want to have someone watching you on camera while you're walking around or doing something who knows maybe you're changing to go to work not ah, cool all right all these security topics, there are so many more of these. Maybe at number 100, we'll do another security one. But these are really high-level things. If you have questions on it, do a search. There is tons of information out of there. Um, I'm probably going to be about a week out for the next podcast because I'm going back to PAX. Yay, I'm going to my first GameCon. And I'm hoping to have a ton of new and cool stuff. If not, I will try to get something out uh, in the next couple of days. But Just be safe out there.